Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I am joined by a small group of my fire family. Where is everyone? Is no one, no one likes you, Carl. It's a vacant day. Where all the volunteers <laughs> go, bro? <laughs> Where did all these volunteers go? I got Ash. Oh, hey there. <laughs> I got Scott. Hey. I got Spencer's tummy. Hi, Carl. <laughs> Are we going to hear that? Yeah. Sweet. Oh. That was <laughs> wanted to say hi. <laughs> And uh, tonight we are going to be discussing the call, um, the call that kind of sticks in your head, the one that you can't forget, whether that's good or bad, but either way, that's where we're going with this this evening. Um, but first, I did just want to make a few mentions. Um, we Today, we all went out and we recorded our first YouTube video, Woo! which Yay. went well, which went really well. I'd say it went swimmingly. It was mm. fun. Yeah. So part one so that should be up on the youtube channel within the next couple of weeks once couple it's all finished weeks. and edited because carl needs to learn how to deal with all the software and how it actually works i thought it was tomorrow was <laughs> but um yeah I, I'll, I'll be figuring that out and we'll get that up for you and uh, we'll get it out on the facebook etc as well um we've got a lot more content planned for that so again if you have any ideas things you want to see um, things that you'd like to learn through that, give us a shout and we will make sure that we add it to our recording list. Uh, I'd also like to give uh, a big shout out as well to uh, RZ, RZ Masks. Um, they sent us some demo models um, of three different... Uh, Spencer's holding one up. Spencer's holding one up yeah. for the microphone. <laughs> and uh, they, were, they were nice enough to send us some, uh, some bits and pieces, so we're going to be testing those Again, over the next little while, uh, we're going to do a YouTube video on it, and we'll also do some. We'll probably do a little piece on one of the podcast episodes as well, just a quick touch base and review. I'd just like to say I did an impromptu demo the other day on the training ground mm. during the live fire um, session. We had it seemed to work pretty good. So. Yeah, but yeah. we'll probably do better demos. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do some videos that too. So I didn't die is what I came. <laughs> so look forward to that. Um, that's that's going to be coming up. Uh, they also said they were going to give us a uh, a code which we can give out to you guys for a big discount on buying your own. So uh, we'll also get that once you've got all the content. Uh, another one for I am responding. Thank you again for reaching out. They have given us a link um, which you can do a trial test through their software um, and do a preview of how their stuff works. We use it again. We've talked about it um, quite a lot. I think bits and pieces on the podcast here and there. Um, we're not we're not directly promoting them. We're just in the sense of um, we use it. They're good. Um, they're not giving us anything right now for anything. They've just reached out. They've given us a link, um, and uh, I'll share that with you. And if you guys want to take a peek, you're more than welcome. Uh, we'll post it up on Facebook. And then I just want to say as well, we just hit. We're over two k, two thousand followers on Facebook which is another pretty big milestone seven months in yeah we're, we're at 20 last count like 2200 mm-hmm. 2250 so a lot, of, a lot of listens on the each episode listens have gone up dramatically dramatically over the past month and a bit thanks everyone yeah you're yeah, great thanks. Thanks much so. appreciated so uh yeah we love that you love it and we love that you're enjoying it maybe you just kind of maybe you just or, listen just or, or you don't know how to turn off the download option <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps downloading. it's a subscription fail <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate it all the, all the same <laughs> and uh yeah thank you so uh ash over to you for this week's news segment so this week, in a uh, small suburb north of us here, uh, they had a two-alarm uh, structure fire uh, in a semi-industrial building. Uh, they were battling the blaze, 
and a couple uh, officers were on the exterior of the building, and they had what they, uh, they they didn't determine if it was a smoke explosion or a backdraft. Yeah, and they actually defined, much as Mr. Spence did in the uh, article that reported it, the two differences, which if you want to go back and listen to our uh, backdraft episode, you will learn the differences between the two. But So what had happened is, uh, one way or the other, a... Uh, a uh, large amount of uh, air was introduced to the fire. It uh, pushed out a chunk of wall, actually. It wasn't even uh, just the flame that came out. So as it came out, a piece of debris came out, struck the firefighter, and that's what injured him. He was uh, laid up in the hospital, I guess, for a day or two, recovered at home, and I'm not sure where he's at now. I heard uh, it didn't sound too bad to start with, and then started to be a little bit more serious than it first let on. So uh, I hope for a, a quick recovery for him, for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, crazy. <coughs> yeah, hope he gets better soon. Mm-hmm. Crappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of it. There was a guy, I guess, standing right <coughs> directly next to him who was caught in the explosion, but nothing struck him. Like one of the things that they said. So they actually went back and did an interview with the uh, firefighter, and uh, so he's doing well enough to talk and such so that that part of it's good um he said yeah like i was very shocked that the gentleman standing next to me was completely fine so obviously luckily they were in full ppe so they weren't uh uh there was no ill effects from the smoke and or flames it was just the debris that was coming out so yeah speedy recovery brother yeah yeah. (laughs) okay with that we're gonna go on to the main subject of the call. So we, after, because a, a few weeks ago, I posted <coughs> the link for um, the uh, the actual YouTube video called The Call. And uh, we had some discussions about it, and it's basically about uh, the call that they, they, they will never forget. The one that they, you know, continuously go back to. Um, and they did a little section on it because obviously they, they lost a guy during that. Um, so... It was something that was. It it kind of it kind of hit some nerves with with everybody, right? And we kind of talked about it a little bit, but there's always that one call that kind of sticks in your head. Now again, we've made it tonight. We've had the discussion of it doesn't have to be a completely and no one knows what each of us is going to discuss, regardless. But um, really, <laughs> um, but it doesn't have to be fully you know down the dark beaten path. But if you want it to be, it can be. Uh, but just so you know, if it may go that way, so depending on where you're listening to this, you may be wanting to be prepared for that as well. So, to start, I'm going to start with whoever wants to start. <laughs> we'll go with Scott. Because I laughed for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's several now. Um, I know Rob wanted to be here tonight, but he's unavailable. So he had one that him and I were both on. Um, I will leave that to him on a later date. Maybe the call two. <laughs> the sequel. The sequel. Get cooler. Because I know Kevin's also <laughs> Kevin's also away, and he would like to be part of this as well. I might poach one of his. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Kevin. Kevin's. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 He'd be upset if you poached that one. Oh. But anyway. Oh, <laughs> I won't say it then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, that one. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm actually gonna go away from the darkness. And into the light. Into the light. It's not really light. It's, just, it's just another. It's just another call that stuck with me because a lot of stuff is going on. A lot of stuff happened, and it was a long night. And Spencer was on that. It was an awesome night. Yeah. Um, Carl saw us ripping by in the fire trucks all night before he started. I think you brought it up a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Ash, where were you? Uh, sadly, unavailable to attend the first night. I was around for the remainder of that sweet spring right. summer. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Alluding to that, a few summers ago, we had, uh, we had really large wildfires. Um, basically, in our region, essentially, we're kind of on. There was a hill near our near our location. The entire hillside was on, basically on fire. Entire mountain, I should say, not a hillside, because I think hillside would be uh, too small for that. <laughs> it's definitely a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that call, reason why it stuck with me because it started off. Uh, I remember a, a thunderstorm slash windstorm blew through the area. Um, I remember looking up on the mountain um, before we actually got paged out, um, looking south up on the mountain, and there was there was a wildfire started from lightning. So where I was watching it with my neighbor, and he actually used to be a uh, 
um, uh, in the forestry service. I think he was a superintendent. So he was like, oh, you, you going up for that? I'm like, nope, way too far for us. <laughs> I'm like, the only way we're going to go after that is if it comes down down here. <laughs> so <laughs> remember how Spencer jinxed uh, the thing with putting his boots on the wrong way? I, I jinxed it by saying the only way we're going to do that is if it comes down to us. Yep. So... Of course, we get we get called out, but it's not to that. It's actually because there was a windstorm and a bunch of trees had blown down. So we get the truck, and it's just a, a line down call. So I I uh, I actually jumped officer seat that day. Um, you were driving, yeah. So Spencer was driving. <clears throat> three more in the back. We went to the line down call. We had a uh, third in the front too. We had six. Of them. Oh yeah, right. Sorry, yeah, we did. So we had six of us. Um, went to this. Basically, it was a tree pulling some power lines down as we're there just starting to set up to uh figure out what we're going to do um another call comes through that there's a small grass fire by the highway which is actually at the bottom of the mountain so we start heading that way um second so we're a little bit farther away second truck starts heading that way water tender starts heading that way and then we got a call <clears throat> i think the second truck actually called us they said oh from here we can also see a fire um up on top of the mountain so what what happened after this whole night was over? What we realized what happened was the uh, there was a part of either windstorm or something with the lightning caused the power line to go down. Um, it spiked the line, started the grass fire down below, but also started the uh, wildfire up top. So we started going up to the top side of the mountain, which there's access roads. Um, somehow the water tender got in front of us. I think because they were already halfway there or whatever. So. They got in front of us, um, and I remember because we were right behind them. We were probably 300 feet behind them. Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. So they went down a dirt road, headed towards the fire, and the uh, fire shifted over them. And it, I remember it blew, like, literally right as we were coming up behind them, the wildfire jumped and blew right over where they just drove through. So all the trees suddenly caught fire, and they went through. I was like, oh. I remember looking at Spencer, and we, we both said, we're not going in there. And everyone in the back said, nope. <laughs> so we stopped, and we looked at it, and we're like, huh, okay. So we discussed for a few seconds what, what we're going to do, and we weren't sure how far in the like tender was going, so there's really no way to help them. So we diverted back to a bunch of houses that were just down from the fire. Actually, we kept them going around. Oh, yeah. I thought we'd be coming back. Yeah. So we went down the road, a bunch of houses, um, <clears throat> set up command. Um, one thing I should say is what had happened was because of this windstorm, the chief at the time, he had his pager on and he also had his radio. So the chief turned his pager off. Wasn't, wasn't our current chief, it was the old chief. Turned his pager off, talked on the radio a bit to dispatch, turned his radio off, didn't turn his pager back on. So he doesn't even know this is going on. He doesn't know any of this is happening. So essentially, while we're up there, I'm kind of the guy in charge because no one else is there. <laughs> so I'm like, ugh. So Spencer, like we had a good truck, like we had lots of experienced people. So Spencer put the truck where it needs to go. Um, we actually found a swimming pool. So we started putting pumps in this, like um, suctions in the swimming pool, pulling lines, doing all our stuff, setting up. Um, I asked for a forestry to come. Um, probably about 15 minutes went by, the chief showed up, but by that time everything's coming. So we got helicopters flying in, we got water bombers coming, um, we got mutual aid coming. Um, but what had happened was, well, we were actually pretty good. Like, we set up where we were ready to go, but then the wind shifted back towards our town. So it started going back towards the town. Um, we stayed there for a little while longer. Um, mutual aid showed up from two different de departments. Um, we handed off to them because the town was now threatened. And I remember when we drove around the corner down into the valley. So this is a separate fire from the original one I was watching with my neighbor. So when we came around the corner, going down back down into the, the town... We looked over to the right, and I think one of us said, it looks like Mount Doom from The Hobbit, because the entire mountain is now burning, plus the mountain that we're driving down is also burning. So basically, two very large wildfires are burning. For as far as you could see. As far as you could see. Okay. It was just on fire. Yeah. Well, I remember thinking, when we were leaving our first location, oh, okay, well, you know, it's kind of tidied up, it's going to be all kind of cool, and then we'd go out around that one corner, and it's like... Nope. Just yeah. <laughs> erupted into yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. yeah. So we went down into the town, um, got deployed to um, watch houses because as the fire's coming on the hill. So I think I counted or I estimated, I think we went to 15 different locations that night. We were kind of, our truck, because we were, we were, we're, we're a tender, or, or sorry, we're an engine, 
were getting sent to everywhere that night. Um, we were going to neighbors, swimming pools, drove by my neighborhood because my neighborhood was in the area. Um, people are running out of their houses. What should we do? I'm like, well, get out of here. <laughs> Put your sprinklers on and leave. So people, I remember there was people like hanging off our truck trying to ask us what we should do. Yeah. So we were telling people to evacuate, like get out because it's coming over the hill. We weren't sure how far it was going to come. Um, our first or second stop, we dumped off half of our manpower and a portable tank and some hose. Yeah, yeah. We waited there for a minute and then got displaced to all sorts of different places and yeah. left them there. Yeah, because the fire actually came right down the hill um, to, um, actually, was I think it was one of our town councillor's houses. Mm-hmm. not saying that's why we protected it. It just happened to be his house, and we're like, oh. Well, he was right there where the fire was going, and he had a swimming pool. Yeah. So it was kind of handy. So we used a swimming pool, um, and then we got sent to... Um, down south and I remember us driving down south and basically like you guys are saying the whole mountains on fire so we drove almost our entire fire district of just fire like just burning so 10 minutes (laughs) a 10 minute drive of just fire uh, (coughs) a burning mountainside the good thing is we have a fair amount of agriculture around here so that protected a lot of the houses so um, uh, our second truck had made it already down to that end of the valley and they protected some um, structures um, for what I understood, a garage was actually just starting to light up when they got there. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, so they hit it. They got that out. Um, we went, we, we got deployed to, uh, um, like, an agriculture area, and there was a guy sitting there just drinking a bottle of wine. <laughs> just He's waiting for his house to burn. <laughs> <laughs> so we rolled in, and we're, so we went into his property, and uh, there was a horse shed. Well, no horses. It was, like, an old like barn or something? It's something like that, yeah. Yeah. It was on Which fire, really trees know. were on fire, like, where do you start? So, yeah. we just started, we, we hit some stuff, made sure, like, basically it was like we would just lay the hose on the pump deck and spray water, and then we'd be like, okay, this is all we can do here, let's move on. Like, we were finding fires everywhere, <laughs> just just randomly fighting fires. Like, I was thinking later, like, any one of those fires that we would, like, if we would take a small subsection of that fire and put it there, it would have been like all three of us they're fighting that one piece of fire that night it was like four of us fighting these fires all throughout the region there's the three of us on our track oh yeah you yeah actually yeah. dropped a bunch of guys off yeah yeah, yeah so there's three of us hmm. yeah. yeah well i think brian was with us too so it was for a little bit yeah not very long so anyways there was, there was yeah so there was like three of us on this truck fighting all these fires and then uh, <clears throat> at one point we actually met up with um timeless todd because they had come on mutual aid because he's from the south end there so they'd come, um, and it was the one of our firefighters' um, parents' house was threatened. So we went up to there. Um, we were fighting that for a while. We were letting it come to us and then fighting it on the hillside. <clears throat> and then uh, Todd goes by in their truck, and he's like, we just got a call that the, the fire is now extending into their fire district. And, it's, and it, I think it took out a structure, actually, because it kind of went over the, the lip of the yeah, mountain. Up over. Yeah. So they had to go back. So we lost like half our mutual aid because they had to go deal with their own issues, right? So, yeah, um, that whole night was, I think we wrapped up by, it was like three or four in the morning. Three or four, yeah. And it wasn't wrapped up. Like, it was just, uh, most of the danger was over threatening the houses. Um, and that fire lasted for two months. Yeah, yeah. Two or three months. It ended up being, like, uh, pretty massive. Yeah, one of the biggest, I think, that we'd ever seen here. Yeah, yeah. I think, and we've talked about it, you know, we've, we've talked about the water bombers <coughs> and us talking the water bombers and stuff. Yeah. So that was that really stuck in my head because, again, for a short time I was the one making the calls and I'm like, <laughs> like a fair amount of responsibility right now. Um, also, back to the tender that went into that that fire, um, I had like I had kind of dread in my stomach. Like I think those guys are dead because they were inside the they drove into a giant wall of fire and the wall. I'm sorry, they didn't drive into the wall of fire. They drove in and a giant wall of fire followed them behind, and uh, they made it out. But there was uh, they were. Uh, they were a little black when they came out. They were a little charred from the... Not charred. They were... You know, they had a lot of, <laughs> a lot of soot and stuff on the truck, and uh, they were lucky. They had some they, air support that day. Yeah. We had some air support with those guys. Warren and I were <clears throat> talking the helicopters into there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one thing. Um, it's good, because uh, I think a lot of departments wouldn't necessarily just talk to the air support as much as we do. Um, one thing I know in a couple of wildfires we've been on, we try to set up... Um, one person, whether it's a chief or not, like Spencer's good at it, Warren's good at it. Um, hand him a radio, be like talking those choppers, tell them where we want the water, um, whether they listen to us or not. But a lot of times the choppers will be like, "Oh, okay, you guys need help here, you guys need help there." Yeah, they, they completely come, go yeah. along with our our suggestions because yeah, 
because we're really guys on the ground. Um, I, probably water bombers aren't going to listen to us as much because <laughs> they got their own plans. And for the most part, they're probably not going to be anywhere near us. So they're going to be doing um, other protection. Yeah, they're doing the big coughs. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. The gaggle, those four water bombers. Yeah. <coughs> we call them the uh, air boss and the... Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's my... Uh, that's the one that stuck in with me, I think, the most is that one because it was such a long night. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Yeah, again, one of the one of the biggest that we've seen around here for sure. I just remember looking off, uh, looking off my balcony, looking right, and all you could see, all the way down the valley, was just fire. And then just watching it, just over a small period of time, and it was just getting closer, and you could see it coming down over the hillside, and it was just insane. Well, people were, you know, like, because fire is, like, is deceiving at night, so people were, like, they thought they lost their houses, and they're, like, on the other side of the river and didn't yeah. get anywhere near them, but people were, like, our house is, our house is about to go up, you know. Um, my house, uh, like, my wife came down here to help with, uh, my wife took the kids and stuff to my parents who were on the other side of the uh, town, away from the fire, and uh, my wife came down and was doing, like, helping with sandwiches and food and stuff. <clears throat> we got home, like I said, three, four in the morning, and... Uh, walk in go to bed i get up in the morning and it's like our whole neighborhood's dead quiet because <laughs> what happened i didn't know we were evacuated because <clears throat> i don't hear that over the radio yeah and if i did i wasn't listening because it's not any of my concern at the time my concern is fighting fire yeah so we get up in the morning and i'm like why is there a ribbon on my house and i looked on the street and all oh, like nobody's like usually you know it's summertime usually there's people out mowing their lawn and whatever i'm like oh I don't think we're supposed to be here. <laughs> but I knew we were allowed to be there because we put it out. <laughs> so, so I knew how safe we were, but I was like, eh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was a pretty pretty intense one. That was, again, that was one of the big things that sparked my, my want to kind of come and grab a line too, so. Pick, pick a card, any card, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind going. Um, okay, my nice. short, short and sweet. I've got a couple, <laughs> but I'll go with the short, short and sweet one. Um, it was my call is weird. It uh, it started off peculiar right from the dispatch. Um, it was yeah, it was. It came in, and the address was wrong, and then they called the duty crew call. So we have a duty crew. So if it's if we're gonna go assist an agency somewhere, um, if it's an am- if it's ambulance or police, whatever, we don't need thirty guys coming down to the hall. We take four or five, whoever's around, if they're covering people, whatever. So <clears throat> it came in as a duty crew call. I wasn't on duty, but one of our members radios up that they're uh, stuck at work, and I'm usually fairly able to leave. So I'm like, man, I'll mosey down and see what this is. And the call actually came in as a needle pickup. <laughs> we're really? like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was weird. Like, police slash ambulance assist needle. I'm like, that's weird. But then we look, and it was for a city substantially north of here. But dispatch is still talking to us. I'm like, eh, something's weird here. So I mosey on down to the hall, and you start to see people milling around. They're like, okay, well, this is a thing. Okay, now we get the real address. And Sadly, we've got this river that runs through town. Um, and uh, what it actually ended up being was a, uh, a local gentleman here took his life that morning. Uh, he hung himself from one of the bridges that crosses our river. And uh, somebody spotted him very shortly following him doing so. Um, and we responded down there. The gentleman whom I was covering duty for uh, worked with the guy. So he, uh, yeah, I was really, really lucky that he didn't go on down there. He had a pretty good work relationship with him. And it was just, it was a really weird, the, the entire thing about it was really, really weird to me. Um, just, I work in town. Um, it's just a pretty small community. We, we know everybody here. So knowing who it was when you got there and the fact that, uh, I mean, it was, we were there pretty shortly following this happening. And it was just that it was a really beautiful morning the first one in a while it was just a really weird scene and uh, what stuck with me is this guy sadly was after he had done his thing is hanging there and his glasses are still hanging off his head and he's just looking south 
the song was gorgeous. It was just the weirdest, eeriest scene. And I can spot that just like that every day if I wanted to. A lot of times if you don't want to. So, yeah. That is mine. It was, uh, and the call went smoothly. It, it happened quickly. We had a lot of really good people on that call. Uh, we had Warren, myself, uh, Kevin One, uh, and Speedy right. was there. Yeah. There, there was some stuff that needed to be done, like getting. Yeah, out, there, out there was some, some, some tricky, uh, <coughs> some, some, some tricky rope work that we ended up doing, and it worked out really, really well for us. We were worried, of, yeah, we were trying to come up with a lot of really elaborate um, options, and then uh, Warren and myself came up with a pretty, pretty quick, simple. Uh, simple plan. Yeah, made it a lot, a lot more simple. Uh, did some rope work and got him up, up and over and uh, back on the shore quickly. Um, yeah, that's mine. Yeah, <clears throat> being in small towns again, being in any town in any small local kind of community, this is mm-hmm. kind of part of what you you get to yeah get to deal with, it, right? We spoke about it before, and it's definitely again we spoke about it when we were talking about new members, making sure that everyone understands that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna see things. Worst part of seeing those things is you're probably actually going to see somebody. You see things that you know. Yeah. You know, and that's probably one of the harder parts. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, Yeah, I heard actually on that call, um, it was very, I mean, we're always trying to be respectful. It it, it all went as as easy and as sweetly as it could have for the retrieval. Mm -hmm. For sure. For the recovery. Yeah. Mr. Spence. All right. I've got five. Five? <laughs> is, it one of them, is it one of them Kevin's? Yeah, so I'm going to pair out Kevin's. So Kevin can have his back. Is one of them the school? No. Oh. Huh? No, the school is interesting, but yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. really yeah. resonate. Like when I close my eyes at night and stuff, these other yeah. ones sort of right. can be there. But yeah. yeah. Um, so the first one we'll go to, and it's the longest one that's been in my mind. Um, I, sorry, folks, I'm going to go a little dark. <laughs> but it's alright we'll uh, keep a happy spin on it um, <laughs> we will no we won't <laughs> this happened um, if any of you know I was a member here and then I took a hiatus and came back this one was from the first time that I was here and there was a car crash uh, right at the south end of town like the south not quite the south boundary of town but the south end of main street kind of thing um and the part that I remember about it was a simple crash and nobody was seriously injured and we just were doing uh, traffic control. Um, in my ears, I can hear the baby crying in the back seat of the car. Um, she was fine. All the family was fine. But uh, I, was, I was a fresh firefighter then um, and I, I just remember hearing that. Did anyone... Um, uh... Was anyone communicating to you that everything's fine, or were they just not at that point? I didn't yeah. know what was going so on. So you might have thought that that, that could be why yeah. it stuck with me. Yeah, yeah, because I, I didn't know. Yeah, uh, there was just no frame of reference as to why what was going on. Yeah, um, everyone turned out to be fine, and it was it was just a a simple car crash. Like it wasn't a fender bender; it was more than that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I can still hear. It was right. maybe a toddler, baby toddler, whatever, yeah. uh-huh. crying. Um, and number two was, and it, I don't even know why this one sticks in my head, um, up by the cornfields, um, there's a car crash there, <laughs> but from what I understand, it was a boyfriend and girlfriend, they were having an argument, and she got so cheesed off that she just drove the car into a pole. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Smack over to the pole. Um, and they ended up, you know, living and all that sort of stuff. But what I remember about that car, we um, we had to extricate them out of the of the car. But she had a broken femur, mm. and seeing the leg do that, yeah, kind of mangly bit, sticks in my mind also. Right. Yeah. So that's two. Um, the guy whose last words were "Hi Spencer" as I walked into it actually was my granny's old house that my, my uncle bought and was renting out to some friends of his. So I that, knew that that's guy. small town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's that for small towns? <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I walk into the house for a um, 
a mutual aid or a ambulance assist. Uh, he was a bigger fella, and uh, ambulance figured that they were going to need some extra help because he was going downhill pretty quick. Um, when I came in the house with the fire crew, ambulance was already there, and he looks over. Oh, hi, Spencer. <laughs> and that's the last thing he said. Did he like deteriorate right away? Yeah, really huh. fast. Yeah, he crashed pretty quick, like right huh. at the in the living room. Huh? What, so we what was that from? Hmm? Yeah, it was Jammer. Just, oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so we, um, I ended up riding in the ambulance with him. I assisted the paramedics huh. with that. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, we got him to the hospital and he never came out. Um, so that's three. Mm-hmm. Four was another car crash. <laughs> and it was some younger fellas. Alcohol was involved. Um, uh, one kid died on that one. Is it a cherry tree? Cherry no a telephone pole. Oh. But it was the tel the the car wrapped around the telephone pole such that they couldn't take the car away from the telephone pole. They ended up having to cut the telephone pole in mm. order to take the whole thing away. Mm. Like the car was so wrapped around there that they couldn't mm. they couldn't uh move it. Um and when we were doing training out at uh the wrecking yard subsequently for several months we could still see the car there yeah yeah. Yeah, I thought that might have been a good exercise to bring up to the high school and say hey kids don't drink and drive look at this right but some of those kids might have been their friends yeah exactly and that wouldn't be a bad it wouldn't be a good thing Um, well there's another one sorry this will be uh, four and a half the guy (laughs) I feel like I have to do more (laughs) yeah Um, I actually maybe shouldn't shouldn't I bring this up because I just recalled it now it wasn't something that it sticks in my mind quite well um I can't say the guy's name but it's I'll a funny name, name right yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was on, that's it, a it, fake it, name it's one of my calls <laughs> I remember that name you remember that call yeah it's the one up over there right yeah roll 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 yeah through the uh through fence the yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember you yeah a head injury uh Kevin one and I went in the car mm-hmm. and I've never seen that much blood Fact. Yeah. 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 Like, like the cup, cup holder holders in the back seat were full of but the, blood. But the guy was mostly fine. He was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I rode in the ambulance with that mm. one back to the hospital yeah. um, for security more than anything because of the head injury. Like yeah, he was combative. Look him out. Yeah. Yeah. So I stayed at the hospital for a bit of security even after the fact. Yeah. Because he was getting kind of riled up with the nurses and the doctor. Hmm. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's your name? And he blurts out his name all head. Injury aggressive, like sort of chuckle, fake name. <laughs> but watch is actually his real name. I think that's his real name. Yeah, yeah. yeah partly the way he said quiz, it, and partly the yeah. the name. Yeah, yeah. That was my first NBA um, of any real consequence to the passenger or the driver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was I was I was pretty new. I actually I didn't even have my pager yet, so I was just having oh, that my name. my little walk around radio. Yeah. Uh, we we know some people that yeah. that can program radio frequencies. And I was like, oh hey, Andy, put this in there for me. I was totally on probation still, and I'm like, oh hey guys, I'm here. And they're like, ah, oh, you've got some got a rescue experience <laughs> in a helmet. Get in. And I'm like, okay. And I remember coming up to it. We're we're hearing everything on our drive to it because I think who is the I think it was Speedy was the officer. Uh, Speedy or Bob? Bob maybe. Yeah. yeah. Me too. And so we're, we're getting the report. They, they got there maybe a minute or so. Um, I remember because Spence was the officer that night on that call. And uh, so we're getting this information coming back. And you're calling for, I think you said, I want everything on that tarp, including the kitchen sink. And it stuck with me. I'm like, oh, man, it sounds like uh, this could really be a thing. So once we all pile out and we're throwing throwing a tarp down, we're getting every tool. And um, just at that point, uh, the ambulance was pulling up. I think they were right right behind us, or they were unseen. They they were right behind us. I they think. were just behind us. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we took a, a back seat to medical. It was more extrication at that point. But uh, yeah, I, I just remember uh, the blood was was crazy. I've I've never seen a person uh, so coherent. But. Uh, <laughs> So lacking blood. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I think I think I just wanna <clears throat> I wanna throw this one piece out there as well for anybody who's listening who who hasn't maybe kind of been through these things as of yet. There's a few ways you're gonna deal with them. <clears throat> one of them is you're gonna quit. Um, 
then there is one way, but it's still not probably going to go away, but it will, that could happen. Um, other ways of dealing with it, and as you can probably hear, one way of dealing with it here is we kind of laugh a little bit, and it's not a disrespect thing, just so everyone mm. is very aware. It's a coping mechanism, definitely is, um, and it's a way of trying to deal with whatever it is you need to deal with. And I just want to make that very clear so that people don't think that any of this at any point is mocking or or uh, anything else along those terms. I don't have the words for it right now, but <clears throat> anything that seems slanderous or maybe just disrespectful, that is not what any of this is meant for. That's why we are keeping it very slim to the details, but these things obviously happen. We see them and we get to deal with them. So just so everyone knows, we're not trying to take the piss. We're just laughing is just part of it, right? part of the deal. It's an English term. It's an English term. The Australian guys that listen aware. They'll understand. Oh, Marshall Bass. Marshall Bass. Best name ever. Was that a shout out? Yeah, shout out to Marshall Bass. He's from Australia, isn't he? I don't believe so. No. No, but shout out to Marshall anyway. Sorry, Marshall Bass. You're Australian. I think he is. Is he? We'll, we'll check it out. Marshall, you, Marshall, you off the message in. We'll, we'll pop here. We'll pop. You know what I love about Marshall? He he pretty much writes on everything. Same as Matt, right? Like it's always right. great to get the interaction from the mm-hmm. community, um, and they've they've been kind of with us from the beginning. It's been it's been great to kind of to have their comments. Yeah, what else I love about Marshall? It's never like you guys are idiots. It's always like, yeah, you guys are awesome. <laughs> Yeah, all the people that aren't commenting are the ones calling us idiots. I'm not even bothering wasting my time on these idiots. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Um, <laughs> let's hope the the other uh, 20, 22 and a half people, 22 and a half hundred people we've got now don't do the same thing. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I think it was there's there's kind of two but more so one we were all hanging out here at the hall after practice night uh it was maybe 11 o'clock at night and uh i think i yeah we were we were down i had the vr rig down that's so right we were, we were playing vr because we almost left mike behind because he, he still had it on his head <laughs> <laughs> no that was matt matt, matt that's matt. right we almost left matt behind and then we realized he's a paramedic Let's yeah we kind of need matt yeah <laughs> trying to sneak up behind <laughs> So there was, uh, there was, we had a full track and uh, we rolled real quick. We were there really fast and uh, it was uh, to help ambulance. There was a MVI and there were two cars, but one of the ones had kind of gone off the road on a, on a back road and went into a wooden fence, kind of took out a bunch of fence posts and one of the, one of the kind of cross beams, the cross beams came straight through the windshield and uh, basically skimmed, I would say just skimmed yeah. this guy's head and uh, went out the back window. It, it looked like a cartoon, like it looked like something that you'd seen in an action movie and you'd be like, yeah. like what a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, it was like no way this could have happened. <laughs> but it actually yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> And the, I mean, if, if if the the thing that really sticks in my mind, apart from one thing that I'll get to in a second, is if he was like even just half a centimeter, or you know, like a centimeter more to the right, I don't think he'd have survived. Well, yeah, like he was lucky, unlucky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, very lucky, but he was also unlucky. Yeah, what you're about to say. Yeah, and I mean the, the unlucky portion of this. So when we arrived, obviously he was he was um, he was still screaming for his girlfriend. His girlfriend was was kind of she was around. Yeah. She was around. And she was very hysterical as well trying to kind of see what was going on but they uh warren was over there helping because the paramedics were trying to hold him down because he was being again extremely combative um and uh, so warren was over there trying to help bandage his head because the gentleman had lost one of his eyes and it was actually kind of back yeah, well, yeah we didn't we never knew, i don't know where it went like, no it's in his head wherever it went yeah yeah, yeah it, wasn't but it, was, it wasn't there so you know, seeing that and kind of the the blood and stuff, and you know, it was just making sure he was he was good, really. It, I got back to the hall afterwards, and I, you know, you, you kind of do that thing of is this gonna is this gonna get to me? Mm-hmm. Is it gonna get to me now? I feel fine. And I had a lot of people come up to me afterwards again as well. Matt made a very good point of coming up to me mm-hmm. afterwards and checking. Warren did too. Are you good? Is everything okay? Like again, that family thing of making sure everyone's good and just talking about it. I felt fine. 
like I, did, I still don't feel funny about it yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if there's one that's going to get me yeah, until it does. <clears throat> but uh, there is one portion. You go- oh. I was going to say, that was a strange call, too, because as we were driving out there, a structure fire call came in. Yes. And it was weird, because, well, because I was officer in the truck, and dispatch says, this is MVI, such and such area. And then she said, there's also a structure fire. <laughs> so I'm like on the radio, is the structure fire part of the MVI? Like, I'm thinking, that did the car hit the house and now the house is on fire? Because that'd be a whole other ball game. Because yeah. we're in a rescue truck with yeah. limited water, and we were preparing for extrication, not for, a, not for a structure fire. And then she said, "No, it's on the other end of your basic area, like on the other yeah. end of town." So, um, I remember looking in the back seat, realizing I had two paramedics with me, and I radioed the chief. I said, "We can handle this, because it's a single vehicle. We can handle whatever we're gonna find. Um, you guys go deal with the structure fire." And they did. Yeah. Well, you, I think you got, you guys were on that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was on that with you on that. I was on that. Yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I uh, body slammed the guy out of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's with you? Knocked <laughs> out the window, out the door. Yeah, the window. Another one of those guys, yeah, guys trying to intervene. Yeah. yeah. yeah he was helping. <laughs> all in all, a strange night. <laughs> Another night. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, the the only other one was uh, when we were up. There was a trailer fire again, middle of the night. And um, it was it was one of those where we didn't know if there was anyone inside, but mm. the whole building was completely engulfed. It would have been it, it was absolutely really impossible to get in anywhere to search anything. Um, and that one, after we had got to the point where we had knocked it down, we were asked to go in. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, we had me you, and Spence went in um, <laughs> to do a search for <laughs> potential. Recovery. Yeah, that's what we. That's what we, <laughs> we fell through the floor like we did. Times. We yeah. did. Everyone was falling through the floor. But, it yeah. was, but in fairness, that it was. Uh, it was on like a pad. So when we when we say fell through the floor, we fell like two feet through the floor yeah. the, and onto the ground. In so it wasn't a big deal. But it was just. Um, we actually ended up putting a, ended up putting an attic ladder over the trusses. Yes. To make it easier to walk on, just because we were so sick of falling through the floor constantly. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, one, it was a basement or something. We wouldn't have done that. No, because we not. knew where we were falling into and how little, like there was no fire down there. Everything was fine. Um, it was just we were laughing because I'm like, oh, everybody's falling through the floor here. Because yeah. <laughs> there was like th- three of us, like you said, throw, fell through the floor. But uh, it was uh, totally I mean, safe. It, it was. It was <laughs> fine. Like, guy wasn't was found a, either. We never. No, found. the guy actually had the fled. Or he wasn't yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was, there, the building yeah. was clear, which was good, and everything was great with that. It wasn't that. It was. Yeah. It was the fact of again, your brain going. If I find something, how am I going to feel about this? And that was just kind of tacking a little bit, just in the back. Like, you're doing your job, and you know that's what you're there to do. And I'm sure if I'd have found it, I'd have dealt with it. But it was that, okay, just so you know, this is what you're looking for. This could be a thing. Because I, uh, (coughs) the chief had told me, Bob told me to do initial search. uh, When we were still kind of not, it wasn't quite out. It was still, it was safe enough to go in. So I went into the back bedroom. And there's there's this bed, and the guy was fairly messy, so there was all this stuff on the bed, and there was like debris and burnt stuff, and I'm like, look, digging around trying to find see if the guy maybe was on his bed, and I remember finding a a shoe, and it was stuck to something, and I'm like, oh, here we go. I picked up the shoe, and it was just a shoe, but I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, this is gonna be there's gonna be a leg attached to this or something, so I pulled it out, I'm like. Oh. And that was like, uh, that was a, it was a relief, but you know, yeah. Yeah, what do you expect? Like, what are you going to, mm-hmm. what are you going to expect? Because it did look like there was something on the bed, but it just turned out to be a whole lot of clothes. So. <clears throat> I got, mine's apparently all about dead people. Because <laughs> I have another really weird one. Um, it was another duty crew call. Uh, so they just wanted a couple people coming. Uh, we knew what we were going to go do. There was a, uh, a well-known person in town, a rather large guy, mm-hmm. uh, he passed, and uh, all we were there to do was just help get him out of the, his house and move him down to the funeral home. So we uh, get dispatched up there, we cruise up to the house, uh, myself and a couple other members uh, go inside, and I look over and there's family and people playing cards and sitting on the table chit-chatting, the TV's on, I'm like, oh, this, that's weird, but I guess also what do you do? You, it happened we're here we have to wait I'm like okay that was weird so we go in and we do our job everything went smoothly it was good um, but it's my first time going down to the funeral home <laughs> where uh, 
there's this beautiful funeral home. Um, they uh, they look after many many things. They also store many things there. So everything looks super normal, and there's this little door in the back, right off the back of the funeral home. Uh, the door flings open, and we're helping wheel this guy in there. And uh, I look up, I'm like, oh, there's both ten whatever dead people in here, just hanging out. Cool. <laughs> it's when you're not prepared for it, I'm like, ah, oh, I guess that's a thing. Yeah, it's a similar thing, because I had to go... <laughs> the morgue once uh, up in the city up north here mm-hmm. to go retrieve something that was ours uh, a tarp because we had rescued or not rescued we had retrieved a body and uh, the wasn't the mortician it was, it was I think it was just a nurse because the mm-hmm. mortician was out that day so she's like oh come down just point out to where it is so we go in and next thing we're inside the cooler and if you haven't been in a morgue I'm thinking it's going to be like movie morgue where everybody's in a little all stainless yeah stainless and uh, <laughs> nope walk in People everywhere. Yeah. Including our guy who still had his clothes on. I was like, oh, well, that's weird. I, I, you know, in my head, I'm thinking they, they would have done taking everything off him. Because this, like, this was like two days later. A <laughs> so, I was, yeah. so I was like, hey, that's our guy. I recognize his boots. Yeah. And look for the, look for our tarp. It was, yeah, it was yeah. interesting. And like, it was interesting in the fact that it was just like, oh, they were just, they're just out there. Yeah. But ultimately, I guess after you do it for a while, like mm-hmm. when you're dealing with uh, in a morgue, you're just like, this is just another part of my job. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess, eh? So, to kind of <clears throat> kind of close up on this, um, we're gonna and we we touched a little bit on it, I think, briefly before. But it's important to make sure that if something is bothering you, mm-hmm. talk about it. Whether that is to somebody specific um, in your hall, whether that is um, a partner at home, whether that is. A, an actual specialist you can get them now a lot of, a lot of your departments maybe talk to your town I know mm-hmm. ours a while ago uh, last year I think um, the town actually said that they are now um, financing um, our visits if we need to go and talk to they've been doing that for quite a while yeah, yeah. yeah. So for a while yeah. <laughs> I think it was re-brought yeah. back up because they changed plan people they changed plan people yeah mm-hmm. so I think that was what it was but it, there's probably something in place don't feel like you don't there's so much of this uh, kind of old school thinking that going and talking about these things is a problem it's not a problem mm-hmm. it's just something different right we all deal with things in different ways if you need to go talk about it go and talk about it if you don't want to talk about it don't talk about it but it sometimes helps to go and do that and yeah. just get it off your chest because you never know it might creep up on you later like Scott said a lot of the things that he sees hasn't affected him yet things I've seen haven't affected me yet and there's a lot of things I'm sure that you've seen Spence Ash they are still kind of they're there but maybe they just haven't sparked it could be a fire wait or it could be a pile of pile of wood waiting to burn so if you could just at least talk about it it's going to stop that have a chat don't be afraid to do it you know it's not it's not worth holding it Spence Um, I've got a couple things to say here um one thing that keeps me sleeping at night is that, well, first of all, I didn't put any of these people in these situations. Mm-hmm. But the other thing, the flip side of that is, from the time the pager goes off, I know that I did all I could to help them out of that situation that they got into. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that helps me along. And the other thing is, um, I was talking to uh, a pair of Kevin's and some, a bunch of other people. We have a lot of Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> we call it Kevin. In, uh, in our department, trying to, you know, I, I don't know if counsel is the right thing to say, but we do actually see things that, that we're not really programmed to see. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sort of wrong for our brains to see these things. So if it does affect you, there's nothing wrong with speaking up and and getting it off your chest and getting help and, mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff because we're not really supposed to see what we see so it, it's fine to talk about it yeah I think uh, one thing that I do every time that we have something even remotely questionable that is happening doesn't have to be a loss of life it could just be something a little bit obscure uh, but for sure if there's a loss of life on a call um, we as you know firefighters we'll do that dark humor joke back and forth and that's how we cope and things are good but that's a part of it here but after every questionable call 
even if I'm going home or whatever, if I'm going back to work, I'll stop before I get there. I'll phone up the wife. Like, hey, just want to let you know. I don't give any of the, the intricacies of what just happened there. I just say, hey, sadly, buddy didn't make it. This is what it is. It's like the small little snippet of what happened. I'm okay. And then I go back to work or I go home or whatever it might, might be. Um, because what we see here versus what they see at home is also completely different. So you'll be, you might just kind of shut down a little bit at home. You might be a bit more quiet. Uh, it gives them a good idea of, hey, you know what? He's processing. Just give him a minute. You know, it's not personal. Some people process differently. I just get quiet. I'll take a day and I'll snap right back and I'm, I'm fine. So mm -hmm. I really recommend that. I was just gonna say one thing we I find is at the end of every every call, not even not even a major call, um, that we you know my wife always jokes because she's like, why why did that call take two hours? <laughs> and it's because we're sitting around it's talking. And we're, yeah, well, and we're talking. Maybe we're not talking about the call, but we're talking. We're just sitting around talking fire stuff, talking about things, um, joking with each other, because um, it doesn't have to be a death. That, I mean, it's the the term now is critical incident stress. So it's like anytime we're going, anytime we're driving code three anywhere, the stress level is rising. There, all that stuff's coming out because mm -hmm. you're you're going someplace where, you're, you know, you're getting ready to fight or flight kind of thing. So you get that critical incident stress that's building up, and when we get back to the hall, we sit and talk. And um, I'm not going to bed when I get back home because nope. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just from the adrenaline alone, waking you up at two in the morning. So might as well hang out here with. You idiots. <laughs> talk about stuff. Yeah. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a call, uh, talk about the call. It could just be talk about anything. But mm -hmm. after you talk it out and, yeah. Just talk and get gets your mind back to working properly. Not, yeah. there's got to be that partition between my everyday and my firefighter. And yeah. as soon as those tones drop, you're a firefighter. And it takes a bit to switch back over to everyday ash. According, mm -hmm. to, according to Backdraft, you're always a firefighter. That's right. Really? That's the funny thing about firefighters. You're always firefighters. You're always firefighters. You're always firefighters. Sometimes I'm an idiot. Fact. <laughs> 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 I'm always a firefighter. <laughs> Gentlemen, any more? I'm good. Oh, well, I mean, you know, lots of other calls. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sure, there, I'm sure there will be a, yeah, there will two, be a cool three. part too. Well, yeah. I know uh, Kevin and Rob want to talk a little bit. Um, Absolutely. I'm sure when we get guests on, we'll ask them whether, yeah. whether it's their favorite call or call they remember. Um, I think it's important. Marshall yeah. Bass is from Australia. Did he, did he reply? How did he reply? Is this live? <laughs> what happened? We just did a little stalking of Marshall Bass. I thought Bass you might, sorry, I might have messaged him or something. <laughs> See what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little light stalking. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> Ash, Carl, Scott, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Spence. Night, Carl. Good night, everyone. Stay safe.